0: Welcome to the Encounters Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Dopp. And on each episode, you will hear powerful stories of one-on-one evangelization. Brought to you as a collaboration between Mission of the Redeemer Ministries and Genesis Mission, the Encounters Podcast will encourage you in the Catholic faith, inspire you as a missionary disciple, and equip you to share the good news of Jesus Christ with the world. Welcome back, everyone, and welcome to you, Father John. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, Michael, thank you. What's new and exciting in uh, the United Kingdom these days? Well, yeah, I don't know how
1: exciting it was, but it's certainly obviously we're dealing with the whole situation of our queen dying after 70 years and the new king. Uh, certainly quite dramatic moments and um, fascinating to dig deeper on what, how, the, how the nation has responded incredibly. And I love the nature of the funeral where it's so based on the word of God within the Church of England context and, and very spiritual. And I thought that was a great um, message for the nation of a woman who lived a life with a very deep faith. So we, we thank God for that and the, the witness. As St. As Paul says, whether we live or we die, we, we are the, in the Lord and our life and death has an influence on, on, on each other. It's good to kind of maximise that in a way on behalf of our former Queen absolutely
0: well i guess the exciting part is having a new king something that you've never seen in your lifetime or most people in britain haven't seen is having i'm a new far king. too young michael far too young you're far too young Wait, <laughs> i know well here in america the big news was that megan and harry were over in england <laughs> uh how's michelle she's doing fine yes always got something up her sleeve always full of energy she sure is great well listen, Father, we'd like to dig right in and uh hear a story of an encounter. Have you got one of those up your sleeve? I have, yes. All right. Shortly after
1: my last encounter, which I, I related to training people up for mission, I then went and had four days away. So I booked my place into what we call a bed and breakfast. I always look for one with a good price, a nice cheap price. That's that's me. <laughs> Managed <laughs> to find it, so I thought, right, I'm gonna stay here for four days. And uh very young man was managing the place it wasn't that big he was in his late 30s seemed to be managing it on his own with a chef etc now they meet you you go in you put your things in your room and then they give you the keys basic ground rules etc but you've got keys so you come and go as you like i just mentioned um he says i am obviously i'm here in evenings most evenings but Sometimes the bar is open, sometimes it isn't. So we run an honesty bar. So if you come in and nobody's there, you can go and help yourself to drink and just write down what you've drunk. And that's quite unusual in this day and age. <laughs> yes, very unusual. So um that's oh, great. I said, you know, trust in people is, is, is really good and trust is contagious. And uh he liked that. He said, oh, what did you say again? Trust is, is what? I said trust is contagious. And I could see kind of Hadn't really thought about it like that, you know. That the more we trust each other, the more trust grows, you know. So I kind of noted that sometimes you you give a throwaway comment and it just goes over somebody's head. But she kind of was quite reflective about it and, and liked it and and seemed quite pleased that actually that yeah I'd never thought that it's just a simple policy uh, on a very practical level, but it does engender trust. So that was kind of the end of it then that day. Then I was therefore say that night and then three more nights and you could book him for breakfast if you wanted so the first morning i did easy conversation with him i think i was the only one actually in 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 the dining room then having a conversation with him he was quite open i was quite open so although i was on a bit of a break i didn't wasn't wearing my collar at the time uh but He quickly got to know what I was as a priest was telling him, and that we'd just been doing some mission work beforehand, and how I worked in the parish, etc. So uh, he got to know a fair bit about me, and I was asking him him things about himself as well, and how he'd come to be running this place at you know relatively young age, etc. And one of the parts of his story was that um, his father had died quite young in rather tragic circumstances, and I noticed I kind of I could see. As he said that, he looked down a bit. And you can see this was was quite, a, obviously, a big thing, his father dying you know, rather unexpectedly. And he just tell his demeanor, his, his look on his face. He just looked down a bit as he said it. And then kind of quickly kind of came out a it and made a bit of a jokey quip and then, then kind of moved on. So he's like, okay, Holy Spirit, that's a big thing for him. Do you want me to maybe push a bit on that for him to talk it through or maybe say a bit more? But I got the inclination, it wasn't the time. It wasn't the time. But I did ask him what was your dad's name? And and he told me his dad's name. And I simply said, he knew obviously I was a person of faith, I said, I'll pray for him. So oh, thank you. So there wasn't too much more to that, that conversation that that morning. But when I do I asked for his, his name, and then in the morning the next day, I always say mass wherever I am. I had all my little mask kit, etc., travelling mask kit, said mass in my room. But I decided to offer up the Mass for his father because I'd already said I'd pray for him. And this just came to me in the morning. Just let's say the, the Mass for his father. So I did. And then when I saw him that morning, I said, by the way, I did pray for your father. And uh, I explained to him what I did. I said, I know you don't know it, but I actually say Mass in my room. And I explained what Mass was and said, I offered this for your father uh, for repose of his soul. And uh, he seemed to really appreciate that.
0: Did you have any sense at this point if he was if you had Christian faith, either presently or in the past? A vague kind of acknowledgement, a little bit of upbringing,
1: but quite vague, quite distant. It's almost like your classic young person who has no kind of structural aspect around that, you know. It's something they know of, but not much more. Um, I was aware of that, but what was lovely was a couple more conversations with him before my stay ended. And one of them probably lasted about an hour. And I was able to kind of really tease this out. He he was a good talker in a way. He didn't have lots of fixed opinions, but he was very open to kind of the state of the world and things, et cetera. And I was able to weave in, because it wasn't rushed. I was able to kind of bring in this whole thing about how we see the world. And there's a lot of chaos in people's lives, et cetera. People are confused. I remember getting talking to him about how in one parish, was in a few parishes back, I dealt a lot with people on drugs, et cetera. And this this power of choice, this power of choosing and free will and how it can go wrong. And when it goes wrong, it kinda the wrongness multiplies and, and whatever. But also obviously you can turn that for the good and, and the power of choice and, and free will. Now during all this then he's he's asking me about my faith and how I see things. Beautiful platforms, easy platforms really, for me to say, you know. The world tries to get itself right, and it, is, it doesn't because it tries to do it outside of God. And he was taking all this on and listening quite intently. And um, you know, how, for me, I just simply see Jesus as the solution uh, and started to, to look at that, that we cannot do it on our own. I want to chip in a little bit with an, an aside on that thought as well because I had another conversation with someone recently, and he was brought up a Catholic, and he said, but I'm, I'm a globalist okay again asking the questions you're a globalist and oh yes i i believe you know we need to just get together as one world and sort things out easy peasy <laughs> when i pushed him on that he said well to be honest i'm a bit disillusioned by it though no no, <laughs> no the past 10 years you see so this man was in his early 50s and i was able to say well do you know why have you ever, ever thought you know that mankind thinks it keep thinking it, it's going to get its utopian age and it all gets sorted it just doesn't happen and again so it's a lovely platform uh to talk about we need god we we need god's intervention so going back to the main story now you know this this young man was taking this on board and listening quite deeply to this uh and then this whole thing you can say then of how does god connect with us you know he takes on our humanity flesh and blood just like us he makes it pretty easy just like we relate to each other i'm relating to you now in this conversation that's exactly what Jesus did, you know, to open up to us who God is and the depth of our humanity and what we need, et cetera. Like I say, he had no explicit faith, but uh, and in one sense, what I was saying was a bit of an unknown world to him. But He's really kind of listening to it. Now, on his last conversation I had with him, suddenly I discovered that he's discovered Jordan Peterson. <laughs> that, that was like, I was you could see a delight on my face. Um, He'd been listening to him for a number of years, and this has had a big effect on him. Again, I can see how garb was working with this because I think Jordan Peterson had opened up a world of trying to embrace reality, etc., uh, which then gave a structure for him to be able to listen to what I was saying. Looking back as well over the, the conversation that I'd had with him. A lot of catechesis are kind of being weeded in, but very naturally. And this is what you know. This is this isn't a problem as long as it's done naturally and relevant to the conversation that that's transpiring. And I, I got through quite a lot of ground really of who Jesus is, you know, what faith does and gives to you. Yeah, the, the nature of how how our humanity and and our human nature, what we need, how, why God needs to help us, etc. Really was a you know quite a <laughs> And I look back quite an in-depth catechesis in, in a very natural way. At the end of the day, you know, he was I see that him as a very thoughtful seeking man who hasn't quite arrived at anything, but certainly would seem to be enjoying the conversation uh, and being prepared to to kind of open up um and go, go deep on these questions of where we are as human beings and, and, and what we need. At the end of it, I thought. Okay, come on, let's go for this. So I did say, look, I, I we'll be going in a minute, etc. Would you mind if I said a prayer with you? And he just said, yeah. It was, you know, just us us two there. Uh, and I was able to just kind of thank God for the seeking and searching that, that he was doing, that he may come to the truth. The Holy Spirit will lead him in all things that so are good, noble, and true, and that he would find the Lord. And and he was totally uh, okay with that prayer. So that was the, the final part of that, that encounter which like i say was drawn out over four days and a little bit of a, a slow burner but uh, the holy spirit was definitely in, in that one
0: that's awesome father it's a real privilege when you can have multiple conversations with a person you really had the time to really dig in and really i mean both develop a relationship with him but also to really explore in some depth the christian faith
1: it is and quite often you know proprietors of these places are they multi you know mega busy and they they can only just be sociable and nice and then they're moving on to the next person it's almost like this kind of quite a quiet setting where he's able to have the space for that conversation again you this is where you kind of see God working in it the right time the right place for that encounter to happen and again where this one goes I don't know All I know is I I met a very genuine man who possibly you know in terms of a long-term conversation like that maybe the past 10 years or so, or maybe in his life never really had it on that personal level. Um, and therefore it could be a, a, a new window for him, a new opening, which would allow him to kind of, the Lord to go deeper. We often say, don't we, that, you know, when it comes to, to faith and conversion, etc., lots of little steps along the way, lots of little bridges being crossed, you know, and where we, we are in this, we don't know. It doesn't matter, we don't need to know. We just do what we do in that moment,
0: was there an opportunity in that conversation to move from just strict catechetics into more charisma, meaning not just, you know, what's true about the faith, but the personal invitation that is open to each of us, that he could know that he was being offered a gift and being invited to respond? I I remember talking
1: about that in a you know, if someone wants to was kind of the way I was putting it. That the you, you get to this cusp where only you can do that. And i weed weave that in at one stage as well. So I didn't kind of put him on the spot. I, I think when I was talking about that, we weren't, this the earlier part of the conversation, but uh, this when we're talking about free will, et cetera. I introduced it, but I said, if someone wants to, that was kind of within that, that context uh, rather than, hey, what about you now, <laughs> here and there? For whatever reason at the time, I didn't feel that was appropriate.
0: And was there anything that he really struggled with? Like you said, he was, it was interesting, you said like the conversation went really easily and you also said that he didn't have a lot of pre-formed ideas so he was, was there sort of a distillery, and openness and a curiosity. But was there anything when you were sharing the vision of Christianity that just seemed to be too much for him? There was no point where he says,
1: oh, I don't accept that or I don't agree with that. I think what think he wasn't just being polite. But no, there's it's never, it's never a kind of sticking point with him. He seemed to be really open. And again, his... I suppose I was was reading his face and kind of explaining as much as I could see him taking on board. And and, and he seemed to be really listening to that. So, yeah, there wasn't a point where sometimes people bluntly say, oh, no, sorry, that's a step too far, or I can't accept that, or I don't believe that, or I don't agree with that. That never actually happened.
0: Well, I've always said that you both Michelle and you demonstrate a real missionary vigilance in that sometimes you're – On mission, you're looking for people to have encounters with. But other times, you're on holidays. You're taking time off. And uh, missionary disciples, we're always always trying to be vigilant to see who the Lord's bringing our way. So I'm grateful for the story. I'm grateful for your openness, Father, in spending your time off and doing the thing that you love, of course. But in continuing to pour yourself out for the kingdom, that allows God to bring these people into your life, knowing that you're going to have great encounters with them. Very early
1: on in his work, I I learned that... um... God doesn't have a day off. Mm. <laughs> Accepting that is part of the deal, you know. Yeah. God is ready at any moment for anyone. I look back as well, and it, in one sense, is is part of the enjoyment of what I was doing as well, having a break because it just gave, it freed you up to actually not be pressured for time and not have to go yeah. somewhere else, etc. You know. So, right. um, in one sense, uh, yeah, you just relax into it and, and see where the Holy Spirit takes
0: it. Just one thing that struck me was that it's all very natural. It's not like, like you're just having a conversation, but you're having a conversation about things that matter and things that are important to you and to him. And everyone enjoys sitting down with someone new and having a great conversation and getting to know them. But how much more so when you're speaking of things of importance and things of consequence. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you for your time, Father. We're always blessed by you. That's why right. I love doing it. Thank you. God bless. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Encounters Podcast. We'd love to reach more people with these stories of encounter. You can help us make this happen by leaving a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts, or by sharing this episode with a friend. Be part of getting the word out so that more Catholics can be inspired and equipped to be missionary disciples. God bless you.